Hey everyone, and welcome to the last episode with Nyanza, um, episode five. So let's get into it. It is Monday night, winding down. How was everybody's weekend? Um, what did everyone think of Friday's podcast with uh, Jesse B? I uh, we had a lot of fun. It was a really great podcast. I definitely see plenty more in the future. <laughs> so uh, that'll be exciting. Um, and I've been getting plenty of people asking me as well to uh, to come on. So, you know, I'll just take it one step at a time and see how it goes and um, figure it out one day at a time with this. So uh, it's definitely something I would like to do as well as uh, open up a YouTube channel and um, start recording them live. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, Okay, Saturday, Saturday, oh yeah, did you guys see those fights, oh my god, oh my god, I really, I really have kind of some shitty luck with ordering pay-per-view because I, there's been so many that I, that they're just a waste of time, you know, but the fucking card was stacked, 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 it was so good, Tony Ferguson is a freak of nature, first off. And anybody who knows UFC knows that the only reason, the only reason Tony Ferguson was still standing and pushing through that was because he knew goddamn well he had not waited that long for Khabib to come back and and then to go out there and lose like that. He, he, he's like, I've waited all this time. I can't lose it can't lose my spot to fight him I want to fight him again and you know that's the only reason he was on his feet and I mean it's such a display of just incredible incredible skills by both fighters Justin Gaethje is a beast as well um congrats to Justin Gaethje he he fucking he put on a show he's got hands like nobody's business He's finally kind of like coming into his own and figuring it out. And it's beautiful to watch. Uh, Francis Ngannou, fuck. Boom. If any of them would have connected, that dude would have been sleeping. And what it looks like when he lets go, like he's just winging them, winging them fucking badass shots. It's almost like... He doesn't have control of that power. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like he just pressed the button and that's what happens. That's as as controlled as it gets. Once he starts throwing bombs, he's kind of, you know, he's throwing them each with full power. (laughs) He's a freak of nature anyways. Straight up, straight up freak of nature. Both of them were. And then there was the Greg Hardy fight. That was a good fight. I actually thought Greg Hardy might might get might get knocked out, but he didn't. It was good. And uh Oh, I don't even know how I could have forgotten. Dominic Cruz got his ass whooped. Finally. I uh I don't like Dominic Cruz. I really never have. I don't see I don't see what people see as like, oh my god, he's such a great fighter. I don't like the way he moves. I think his punches are weak, you know, um, the decisionator, you know, he usually decisionates people, 
he's not a knockout artist, he's not really, I, I just, I just, and then the way he talks about a lot of other fighters, and the way he talk about Uriah, it's almost like, you know, Dom, Dom was talking about how he had been bullied, and when he was younger, and that's exact, you can tell, you can tell by his whole personality, and the way he is, you know, you can tell, He's like that kid that gets bullied and grows up and becomes a police officer because that's the that's the way he gets power back, you know what I mean? Um so I'm glad that not only once Cody Garbrandt was able to knock him down to size. And then Henry Cejudo, I don't know why you'd want to tangle with a Olympic gold medalist like that, like him. Um Henry don't give no fucks. And he'll do it with a smile on his face. With the with the corniest, cheesiest personality you could ever dream up. Because I think he's basically... He's like Uriah. I think that's why Dom di- didn't like Uriah and didn't like, doesn't like Henry Cejudo. I don't think he likes anybody that's positive like that. And is confident about themselves and not trying to be negative or pessimistic, which is exactly who Dom is. Um, I wasn't surprised when he decided to start commentating. And uh, I was like, there you go. You talk about everybody anyways. You talk shit about them. So you might as well sit there and pretend like you're just really good at being an analytical guy and watching how people move. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that respect him, but He's just not for me. I don't like his personality. Um, And I don't like his personality when he lost, you know. You knew, regardless. Listen, if they, even if they would have, whatever, not had that bad stoppage or stopped it too soon. My idea is, it wasn't too soon to me. I don't care. He got jacked by that knee. And then, um, he proceeded to to get like mauled, you know, he says he was getting back to his feet, which it seemed like that, but you know how many guys have been out and still scrambling to trying to scramble to their feet. I watched Ronda Rousey get knocked out by Amanda Nunez and she was on her feet the whole time asleep, asleep uh, for the whole, the whole 30 seconds from the first two punches, Amanda landed on her chin. She was out and stumbling around with her eyes open. So that to me, that doesn't mean anything. I've watched guys get back up and they shouldn't get back up and they're wobbly and they're just, it's their instincts. You're just trying to fight through it. Um, but you know, whatever, how many times have you unfairly won Dominic Cruz? You know, how many times have you decisionated people? And, um, you know, it's just, it's how it works. It's how it works. It's just unfortunate. You know, he had experience it for himself. But in other news, Tony Ferguson, (laughs) I don't think he was shaking his head like that he was, uh, there was something really wrong. I think he was shaking his head trying to stay in it. Like, nope, 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 that didn't hurt. I'm not going, I'm not, uh, you know, trying to shake it off, trying to clear his vision. I don't think it was like, I don't know, like, uh like that he was already knocked out and, and, or that it was a brain issue or anything like that. I just think that he was trying to fucking focus. (laughs) He had taken a lot of damage. He was walking through that, that 
all of that that Justin was throwing. And Justin just had him pegged that night. It's just how it worked. Um, and it's unfortunate. We, I, I have to feel for Tony because he's been waiting a long time and he deserved it, you know. But, you know, Gaethje deserves it too now. So hopefully he'll go out there and beat that monster for both of you. You know, and I think, I think honestly, Khabib's in a better matchup with Justin Gaethje. I feel like that's a better matchup due to the fact that he's already fought Tony. He knows how Tony moves. He knows exactly what Tony's going to do. He hasn't fought Justin Gaethje. Um, so let's see how it goes with a guy that, you know, is going to piece you up and, uh, might not let you get to take him down or swarm him, lay on top of him, wrap him up. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it, how it all plays out. But it was such a, such a great fight. I feel bad for Jeremy Stevens. Um, he didn't make weight. So that has to suck too on top of it, you know, um, giving up about 30% of your purse there to your opponent. And then he still lost. Uh, I don't like the way Calvin Qatar was talking about him on the mic afterwards. Like, motherfucker came in, didn't make weight. That pissed me off, but stepped on the scale. He should know better. You're right. He should know better. Um, but he's also in his mid thirties, you know, and I'm sure, well, I think Jeremy Stevens should just do is just go up to go up to go up a weight class. But he, I think he feels like he can't be as much of a killer up there that he's going to have to work a lot harder and take a lot more damage. And I don't think he feels like it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, then you go out there and you get paced up by a dude like Calvin Qatar. So that's an up and coming guy to watch. This is really good. There were so many good fights. Um, it was a good night. It was a good night to, to do the fights and all shout outs to Dana White for sure for making it happen. Only in Florida, ladies and gentlemen, are they gonna, (laughs) I think it's amazing. I thought it was stupid that they made Joe and, uh, the other commentators sit across on other sides of the, the, um, octagon from each other and then. And then they're standing there at the beginning of the main event right next together again. And then they go sit back apart. So that to me was dumb. I believe Joe even mentioned that at one point. Like, it makes no sense. So uh, that was stupid, I feel. But I did like it with no fans, actually. I'm a fan of the no fans there. I feel like you can hear the fighters. The the impacts better. You can hear the... The fighters can hear the commentators, you know, they can hear the advice from their coaches better. Um, they're not ramped up at the end of it, you know, screaming ridiculous shit because there's a room full of fans egging it on. Um, and I think they all got to say, uh, a good little, a a good little, uh, speech, you know, at the end of their fights because they didn't have a bunch of people screaming at them. So I was all for it. I was all for it. I thought it was a beautiful event. I thought it was good, good work. You know, it's funny to me. Also, I kind of got a laugh out of Henry Cejudo um, retiring, retiring with the belt after he beat Dom. Of course, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's going to retire as a champ. And yeah, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He's done a lot in his life, so... Do whatever you want to do, dude. Quit taking that damage while you can, you know. Invest that money. Save your brain. 
save your brain for for later in life because you're gonna need it (laughs) um yeah that was just so good such a good such a good fight um oh let's see what else happened this weekend I don't know. I know I still have a bunch of questions I got to get to from everybody still sending me questions in. Uh, I'll get to them. <laughs> I will, I promise. Um, I'll do a few tonight. Uh, one of them I did read earlier was, uh, do you think it's too soon for things to start opening back up? And do you think they should have been closed in the first place? Um, my answer to both those is yes. I think it's definitely too soon. Um, I'll give my reasons for that. And I definitely think, uh, yes, absolutely, they should have closed down. Um, I do believe the reason for us closing down in the first place was so the healthcare system and, you know, the hospitals and all that aren't, wouldn't be overrun like they were in Italy and, um, and in Europe and everything like that. So that has saved us in that part where we're not having this crazy amount of people swarming the hospitals in the, um, in the hallways of hospitals, you know, dying and no, no ventilators and all that, you know, it's just not, it's not, um, I, I totally agree that that's, that's exactly what should have happened. We should have shut down my reasoning for, um, do you think it's too soon? absolutely we haven't even peaked yet here in um my state Iowa and um you know I feel like if you have to go to all these safety precautions where it's like you know you the people inside have to wear masks and gloves the the staff the the people coming in have to wear masks and gloves um And then, like, or these gyms or whatever, you know, where it's, like, one in, one person in there at a time, you know, with, with, uh, with appointment only. You know, if you guys have to go to this much extra work, it's too soon. I understand the money is a problem. Um, I understand that. That's absolutely understandable, but, you know, that's not exactly... I don't know how to describe it. That's not exactly like you guys should care about your workers and the, and the customers first. That's the end of the story. You're put, you're willing to put everybody else at risk to get back up and running. You know, um, America doesn't manage their money. Well, you know, they want to get you back to work because of all the money that we evidently don't have because we spend it on things that aren't beneficial to, um, to, to them, you know, we, we are the people out there making the money for these corporations and these big businesses and, and everyday jobs and everyday places, you know, and they don't care enough about their, their employees or whatever like that. You know, they're like, uh, for example, I mean, I know you guys have been watching the news. I know you heard Donald Trump and some of these governors say, we're going to be seeing upwards of 3000 deaths a day, you know, for a month or two, and we're just going to have to deal with it. And it's like, oh my God, for what? For what? We're supposed to be okay with being sacrificed 
because you guys want, uh, like, the Congress isn't even in, in session. They don't even want to go back because they don't want to get sick. But it's okay for the rest of us to go back and make the money for all these corporations that they're involved in. It's not okay. Um, I don't believe at all that that's how things should work. Quality of life is first. You know, you get one round in this in this human vehicle and you should... You should take every moment and try and enjoy your life and not work yourself to death. Uh, it's just, it, that's just crazy. 3,000 deaths a day. Who's, who's, uh, you know, um, who's the people that are going to be paying for this? You know, I mean, a lot of people. We know who these people, these 3,000 deaths or cases, you know, are going to be a day. So all these people that can't wait to get back out there and then bringing it home to their parents and their families and, and everything else, you know, it's, and, and giving it to other people's families and and things like that. You're not going to find me out anywhere. You're not going to find me anywhere. Okay. I'm not going to be in any sort of a, you know, you're just not going to find me anywhere. I'm not going to be going to any of these places that are opening up, that are populated and filled with people. I'm not going to the gyms, not going anywhere, you know, barely go to the store. And that freaks me out if I go in there, you know, what I hate is these people. I just don't get it. The people that wear masks in their cars or outside outside away from other people like what are you doing dude what the fuck are you doing it's not it's not just blowing through the air like that you know you're out on a hike you got a mask on (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you um or yeah the people that you see in their cars like does your car have the virus you fucking loser stop it you're gonna pass out while you're driving. Fucking die. Yeah, I you're just not gonna find me anywhere. Um went to went to the store um the other day, you know, walked in and fuck there were way too many people in there. And on top of it, you know. They're wearing masks, but they're on top of each other. Like I said, I think I watched a lady grabbing things with gloves on. Putting it back down. Cross-contamination. Touch your face. Touch your phone. Uh, go to another aisle. Do the same fucking shit. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> I just think it's just absolutely crazy. I don't think if you have to go to these precautions that you should even be back open yet. Um, I, I just think that it's one of those things that we have to be more, we have to be more aware I do want to talk about the idea of the earth healing itself. I think, uh, I think that's something where, where that people are downplaying and they couldn't give a fuck less about, which pisses me off. Like the hole in the ozone layer is fucking healed itself. Um, the pollution in LA and in China and these big cities has diminished over, over like 50 to 80%, you know? Um, you're seeing dolphins and animals coming back to places that they haven't been in decades. Sea turtles laying their, their eggs on beaches that they haven't been to in over a decade due to human population and destruction, you know, and, and at the same time, 
you have us, human beings, that are pissed off about it. Pissed off that we can't continue our normal. Go go about the the way of life that is most convenient for us. That we're inconvenienced right now by this shutdown. We couldn't give a fuck less about this planet. We preach about it and pretend like we could we do, but dude. If it was up to us, you know, if it was up to me, we'd continue this type of slower pace of life. Um, Because this is crazy. Absolutely and totally crazy that uh, we think that it's not a, it's not a big deal. Oh, who cares? Because those animals deserve us fucking everything up all the time, right? We don't even get it, dude. We, we're, we're the ones getting these diseases right now. It's not the animals. They will be here after we're long long gone. Wandering into our cities and our homes. Like, you you don't even realize. Like, they were here before us. They're going to be here after us. We are, we're, we are not infinite. We're not going to be here. There's going to be something that happens. But this planet is made for life. It's like a seed. It's like a, a blue... It's covered in water and plants in space with a, a breathable atmosphere. Van Allen belts around the planet that basically uh, protect us from radiation and uh, meteors and shit like that for the most part. And they sing in space. They ring in space. So we're a ringing blue ball in space and you think that we that you know it's the human beings on on the planet that's special fuck off fuck off this planet was made for life we're just lucky that it happened to be us you know and and it's just one of these wild things where we're we're so conceited that we don't even care that the planet is healing and you know things are at peace Meanwhile, the more at peace the planet is, the less at peace we are because it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. I can't go to the mall. It's inconvenient that I can't fucking go get my nails done, my hair done, and go tanning and all that shit. Here's what's really hilarious. I think it's probably probably pretty funny. I want to know about all these guys out there that are with a woman like that that is, like, breaking down. <laughs> That every day you have to listen to her complain about how she needs her hair done. And because her roots are showing. And oh my god, my real nails. And she needs her eyebrows done. She needs wax. She needs tanned. And you just are starting to see the real her. For the first time in a long time. You're like, whoa. You know, babe, you don't look bad natural. I mean, you look good to what, what, what you do. But have you ever thought about just... Whew, how much money have you saved, babe? Just ask these women in your lives. Ask them how much money they've saved or their money, your money, whoever's paying for it. How much money they've saved not going tanning, getting their hair and nails done and shit like that. Getting waxed. You just ask them and then you're like, whoa, holy shit. Babe, you look fine. Naturally. Like, you can't tell them that though. They don't give a fuck. I don't care. This hasn't been any, like, different for me. The only the only thing that's different is I don't have to wear a bra 90% of the time. That's incredible. And I almost get mad when I have to put one on to go do something. 
And I'll just put a sports bra on. Like, fuck this. The only time I put on a real bra is, like, if I'm gonna go... Go actually do something, which I haven't done. (laughs) I haven't done. I wore a real bra when I went to Des Moines to do a photo shoot. Um, last weekend, two weekends ago. That was it. That was it, people. I haven't worn a real real bra in close to three months. (laughs) It's heaven. It's heaven over here. I love it. You don't even realize how much I love it. Um, it's just, it's, and yeah, it wasn't a big deal for me. Makeup, no makeup. It's not that much of a difference. I don't really care. Um, I do my makeup once or twice a week, maybe if that, just to like, and then I feel like I've forgotten how to do shit. I forget. I feel like I've forgotten how to do my eyebrows. I'm like, wait, (laughs) what, what do I do again? What is this brush for? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been nice. It's been really nice. Uh, I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this break. Like I said, it's been a blessing for me. I've been able to really like relax and unwind, and like I haven't been depressed. I haven't been upset. Just easy, easy breezy, you know? Haven't been spending a bunch of money, been saving a bunch of money. So I feel like this has only been a good opportunity for me. Um, It's given me a lot of time to do things that otherwise I wouldn't have done. So I'm happy about that. Um, Have any of you started watching this docu-series, you know, The Last Dance, this Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls? Um... I can't say I watch, I don't watch a lot of basketball. Um, growing up, my brother was a, obviously a Bulls fan, um, and loved Michael Jordan. And so I, obviously I figured out who he was and we'd watch, we'd watch stuff, you know, watch basketball games every now and then. And obviously as an adult, I know who he is and I know his history and everything like that. So it's interesting to me to watch this documentary. It, it was it was exactly what I thought it would be, and he is exactly what I thought it would be. I can't see why anybody would be mad or shocked at any of this. He's exactly, exactly who he per- portrays himself to be in any aspect of his life, you know. Um, and then again, you have to stop and put yourself back in that mindset of if, if you were in his mindset. You don't even understand what that would have been like to be a, to be the most famous human being on the planet at the time, you know, because he basically was, everybody knew Michael Jordan all across the world. They knew who Michael Jordan was, you know, at the same time, Mike Tyson is doing his thing, you know, but Michael Jordan still probably was the most famous out of the two of them. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And in America, you know, this is the the 90s all the way through through the through to like the end of the 90s, you know, um, to be the most famous black athlete in the country, probably in the world uh, at that time would have just been another level, you know. Because it's one of these things, uh, 
you know, even now, black men aren't, aren't treated, you know, aren't treated exactly equal. And then back then to be basically a God. Also, I mean, it was in, it was in like 92, you know, where the Rodney King beating happened in LA, you know, so that was something else. He was a God people. He was a God at the time. He, he was at his prime and he was the best athlete on the planet. You couldn't tell him nothing. So you can't be mad at him by the way that, you know, he's these, these old clips of him talking about his teammates and the shit he's saying, dude, he was untouchable. He didn't give a fuck about nobody and what they thought. It wasn't him doing anything. So, you know, and I mean, even at that, you know, they saved his career a lot because he was so famous and so loved that, you know, they weren't reporting on the crazy shit Michael Jordan was doing. They weren't re- reporting on, you know, how he how he was rumored to have a different woman in every city, you know, a different apartment in every city that he went to, you know, hoeing it out. I mean, all the athletes are like that now. I, I think as a woman, if you marry an athlete, you got it. That's something you are accepting. You can't act like you didn't know. Oh my God, I would have never thought he would have done this. Shut up, bitch. Yes, you would. Quit it. And I mean the allegations even nowadays that they have so I mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I feel like you can't make it seem like he's worse or he's a bad person he's exactly who he he, who he you know who he portrays himself to be he's a little full of himself he's very proud he's very like straightforward I'm Michael Jordan this is who I am this is what I've done Hell yeah, I said that shit, you know? Let me tell you some things, you know? I feel like there wasn't anything you could have told him, and you still can't. I feel like maybe they were a little whiny. He was a little whiny for a while, maybe about a few things, but then they fucking, they figured it out, you know? I prefer to hear more about, you know, I like the, you know, Scottie Pippen and fucking Dennis Rodman. Poor, I feel bad for Dennis Rodman in a way, you know, because they knew he had things going on, you know, and then, you know, you can only help somebody that wants to help themselves, but at the same time, like, when they said, you know, when Scotty was gone, Dennis loved it because he felt like Michael needed him. It's like, yeah, dude, wouldn't you, you know, don't you want to be the guy that that the fucking most famous dude on the planet is hollering to you're backing him up you're his fucking right hand man fuck yeah cause you're getting attention too you're playing off him I think it's I don't think you can hate Michael Jordan for this for this uh, documentary I just don't see it um yeah yeah I, I don't know I feel like you get what you get when you get when you have Michael Jordan in front of you. Um, and for the most part, the rest of them are pretty humble. I think he acts pretty humble for the most part. It, you guys can't act like the people that are mad at him. You can't act like no matter what he says, you can't act like he he that wasn't him out there fucking hooping the fuck out of that court, flying through the motherfucking air like nobody's business. The only person to come close to that, you know, was Kobe Bryant. And 
you know, rest in peace. But, you know, Michael Jordan had something with that hang time where he just knew. He said, I ain't going to deal with that fucking shit under the net. I'm a fly and get to the net. So that shit like Lord of the Rings. Fly, you fool. Get the fuck up off the ground. Spread them wings. Take flight and get to that net. And the Pistons figured it out. You know, that's why it's like, don't let him get off the ground. Beat his ass. <laughs> every time, every time we go throw you to the ground. I think they were definitely more athletic and they played harder back then. Watching that shit was incredible. There was more athleticism in the old basketball games. Less fouls. They were more athletic. They went harder. They cared more. It was deeper. Um, You can't even imagine LeBron being in these situations, you know? No matter how great he is, it's called LeBroning for a reason, you know? (laughs) Look at some of the abuse those motherfuckers were taking, you know? You see the one where one of them jumped, went to jump, and the... His guard pulled him down, wrapped his arms around his waist, and threw him on the ground in the middle of his jump. It's like they were coming up with sneaky ways to hit each other and hurt each other and stop each other. You know, it's like, fuck, bro, this is crazy. This is another level. And, uh, I mean, and now it's like, oh, you even look at LeBron wrong and he's crying. You know, don't do that. So I think, I think it was just a better game back in the day, and you gotta appreciate it. You gotta appreciate what these guys went through to pave the way. You, I, that's just something I don't think these athletes nowadays can even imagine. You know, to be these young, empowered, um, at their prime, black men. Feeling like they rule the world. Everybody knows them everywhere they go. They want their autograph. They want their shoes. They want their fucking... They want a second of their time, you know. It's it's incredible. I mean, they can... Uh, and the, the paparazzi weren't like they are now, but... It's, it's not even the same. It's normal nowadays. You got a bunch of black athletes everywhere. You see them. Oh, shit. You're so-and-so. Dope. Can I get you on my hat? Back then, it was totally different. Like I said, Rodney King had happened. There's still a lot of racist shit that was going on all the time. Heavy, heavy, uh, heavy racism still in the 90s, early 90s, mid 90s. I mean, it's still there now, but fuck. I mean, when that Rodney King stuff came out, that was another level where they were like, whoa, you know. And I mean, to be these kings at the time. You just can't even compare. You just can't even imagine how they felt, you know, riding these private jets, flying, flying around the country. Every woman wants them. Every man wants to be them. You know, it's it's crazy. And to see them and see them talking about it and, you know, it's like it makes you wonder, you know, can you still put your mind? Can you still go back and put yourself in the mind of that greatness of that moment as being, you know, that 20 20-something-year-old fucking super athlete god, you know? I don't know. Or or have you, have it, has it faded? I would think that's shine forever. Um, 
who knows? Who knows? I think it's one of these things that we, life is weird. You know, something that happened five years ago feels like 10, 10 years ago to me, you know, or even two or three years. It feels like it's forever. I can remember things though from my childhood. That's like yesterday, random memories will pop into my head. Um, so yeah, yeah, I feel like this was a good one. What do you guys think? I feel like I don't want to go as long tonight. I want to make some dinner and get to gaming out. I think I've decided to download the new game. The not, it's not even new, but, uh, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, I just want to see if it's Lord of the Ringsy. Heard it kind of wasn't, but I'm going to put my faith in it and try it out. So, yeah. Um, like, subscribe, listen, keep listening, recommend it to your friends. You know, if they have questions, tell them, tell them to check it out. Um, the next episode, I think I'm going to hit for Friday, Thursday or Friday, um, right before the weekend and just check in with everybody, throw some more questions at you or you throw them at me and, uh, maybe line up somebody else to come on maybe in the next coming weeks or so so yeah everybody have a great week stay safe if you're going back to work or just whatever you're doing you know um just stay safe have a good week we will get through this together just stay away from me All right, we're out of here. It's another one in the bag. Episode five, the last word with Nyanza. Thanks, guys.